0: Hi, welcome to Agora Community Radio, the podcast for artists in the animation industry who want to listen and learn on the go. This episode is from our Q&A sessions, where David and Brent answer questions from the audience and also any questions from our social media followers. You can always head on over to our website, agora.community, to watch the full video, or if you just want to listen to what we think are the most interesting bits and pieces of these conversations, you can listen to the Agora Bytes clips on this channel. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode.
1: Hello, and welcome to the first Q&A of 2022. Um, I got some good news, I got some bad news. I got some good news that David is here as usual, and we're going to just fill the time answering fun questions that have been rolling in thank you for that if you actually did um ask some questions on social to our uh dear compadre mr scott hewitt um but the bad news is we need to start a new fund for my eye because it came back so petar if you're in the audience we need to we got to get on that it's not as bad as it was you should ask david it was like a friggin' it was like i was in a boxing match and i like it was it was bad I don't know what's going on. I got a new. I need a new eye. I think let's bring in David and he can make fun of my eye. Hello, David. It
2: was pretty bad. Indeed. It was way. It, it, it was, was way so, worse than what it is right now. It was so bad. I did take the, a picture.
1: I might said I might put it on stream tonight just for everyone to laugh at it. It's uh, it's it's quite quite epic. The,
2: and that just comes randomly. It come and goes. That's yeah, it.
1: like. It's there. I mean, they're called styes. Not everybody gets them. Some people are a little bit more prone to them. They tend to happen when I'm really worn down and sometimes, you know, dealing with a bit more stress than usual. My daughter gets them. Unfortunately, I feel bad for her. She's had a couple of them. And so now I like, I religiously always, every time she has a bath, I'm like wiping her eyes. She's always like, give me a break, dad. I'm like, I'm, you're not going to get the stupid thing. They suck. Um, and I just, you know, I haven't, I, I will go years and not get them. And then I don't know where I get like three back to back. It's awesome.
2: Have you yeah. ever not been able to animate because of them? That's the yes, only important yes. question.
1: Well, because, I mean, like, it really gives you a, a very large amount of empathy for people who have lost sight in an eye. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, or even more so both eyes. But, like, the one eye, it really throws you off. You lose your depth perception. You just feel like it's just not fun. And I tried. I try working with it. Like, like that, the one night that I wore, the one day that was really, really bad, it was so bad that it hurt to blink. It was like, Ugh. it was like, it was like sand in my eye and I was like blinking. I was like, you know, I'm just going to go to frigging bed because this really like <laughs> is the opposite of what I want to be doing right this moment. So I just went to bed <laughs> like a miserable old man with a broken eye. Uh, so,
2: yeah, man. Eyes, you know. eyes are underrated.
1: <laughs> yeah, they totally are. You gotta, and you don't really, really fully appreciate until you're like, oh, wow, that really sucks when you can't, you know, when one of them is not working. And then you know, being in a visual and I and you you sit you read those are the moments you think, man, like I'm mad what would I do if I like what like what would I do other than just sit there and be mad and angry at the world because I can't do it all these these things that I love, you know? Like
2: but, Yeah, you would start to hear every music. little yeah. possible noise there's around you. That's and right. and, and I'll you hear would hear the animation. Exactly, you would hear the colors, Brent. That's what would happen. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm not daredevil, but uh, but uh, that would be pretty cool if I could become that. I I would. That would almost be worth it.
2: Would that be your Um, number one super super superpower? I don't
1: know. What would be your superpower? I always. This is a funny question. I used to. Whenever I like when I was younger and I was dating people, and I was on like a dating app for a while, that was like my number one go to thing. I wanted to know who what their superpower was. (laughs) Otherwise, I would not be interested in wanting to meet them because it's like an important question. So David, if we were speed dating right now, what is your superpower? Yeah. What's your favorite one?
2: I don't know. Mine is pretty lame, but being able to fly, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, just, that's, that's pretty uh, good. Just for the feeling of freedom. That, that, that's simple. I don't need to shoot lasers through my eyes where I don't lead super strength. Just, mm-hmm. just flying is pretty cool.
1: I, I think teleportation. Like if I could do like the Doctor Strange, I think that would be my thing. That would be my jam. Just be able to go wherever you want. Transdimensional, you know.
2: Yeah, but then you I would, I
1: would break the universe for sure. That's the only problem. You
2: teleport yourself in the middle of the wall and that that's the end. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's it's it. Over. It'll be like, <laughs> I get my power. My first thing I do is I end up in a wall. And then I'm like, oh, that was, <laughs> that was not, that was unexpected. Um, uh... Speaking of, speaking of Doctor Strange, have you seen the trailer for the new Doctor Strange?
2: I have not yet. Okay. No. Well,
1: do you know who Sam Raimi is? Are you as big a nerd as I am? Okay, good. So Sam Ramey, the director of Evil Dead, um, and then of course went on to direct uh, Army of Darkness, one of my top favorite movies. Um, he's making the next Doctor Strange movie. What? He's directing
2: Marvel movies
1: now? He's I don't know where that came from, but it's genius and take my money. I'm definitely gonna go (laughs) and I'm gonna watch the hell out of that movie. So yeah.
2: Uh... Doctor Strange.
1: Come awesome. to the theater near you. I, I I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna definitely go and, and and make a point of watching that movie. I and I'm hoping, hoping. Hoping that Bruce Campbell makes a cameo because that will just make my my whole year. So, hopefully, Bruce Campbell is, of course, the the main actor in Evil Dead. He's Ash, who's yeah, he's I, I don't know if I, I never I can't believe I haven't watched it, but there was a, a TV series, I think it was a Netflix series that was like the Evil Dead or it was Ash uh, versus the Army of Darkness or something like that. I, I haven't, yeah, I hadn't watched even one episode. I don't know why. No. It's funny, I'm just thinking about it now for the first time. Weird, yeah, mm. I
2: haven't seen it either. Well. Hey, do we have questions? We have or, lots. Is that what we're supposed to, to do? I don't know day. anymore.
1: <laughs> it, well, that was just pillow talk, baby. The master of the one-liner. Uh, yeah, we got some questions. Let me, um, let me dig them up. And of course, as usual, chat, hi chat, by the way, um, we will be taking questions today too. So if you do have a question for us, if we sort of wet your appetite for questions and answers uh, with some of the sort of primers that came in over socials, just drop it right here in chat. We will get to it. Just make sure, well, we'll try. Uh, um, make sure you put a Q colon first though, because it allows us to point them out, pull them out really quickly when we scan through chat. So don't forget to do that, especially if you're new here. Um, hmm. Uh, Scott remind me was it um, I think it, we, we should be doing these kind of in order I guess yeah
2: yeah let's do the order okay
1: all right keeps it simple all right I'm, I'm with the first one right here this is from curves be curvy shout out to your awesome um, handle and here is the question how do freelancers take public holidays if it's not one of the companies they work for is it unpaid that is a really uh, yes awesome question <laughs> it's like is... the thing you don't know until you know right
2: yeah that's a good question because it's, david's perfect uh... to answer this yeah, and every new project that we do with uh, Agora, it, it's the same question. And it's sure. it's a question that is coming both from freelancers and studios. <laughs> no one knows. Oh, yeah. who Nobody who knows. Who Apparently,
1: you're the only one who knows, David. And so you're the nexus uh, in the center of this question. Please invite
2: uh, us. Yes. Uh, I mean, in general, as a freelancer or as an independent contractor, you are not paid your holidays. So they would be like unpaced uh, days off. Okay. Now, I think the question here is more like, well, I'm in Quebec, and what about St. Jean-Baptiste? I mean, I don't want to work. I- ah, it's the
1: good question.
2: Exactly, exactly. So, but you know, I'm working from a for an American studio and they, ha- mm. and they don't care. Usually what happens is that I would let them know ahead of time. Hey guys, by the way, you know, June twenty fifth, it's Saint Jean-Baptiste, it's our national yeah. holiday. I'm not yeah. going to work. I'm letting you know five weeks ahead of time. I'm going to take this day. Uh and I would say 90% other that it's 95% of the time they'll say, if it's ahead of time enough, don't don't tell it the day before, that, mm. that that won't go well, but ahead of time, it's fine. And then it's your decision, are you going to take it as unpaid um, leave or you're just going to do more hours before or after to compensate for those hours that you haven't uh, worked, assuming that you're on a, a uh, flat rate. Uh, by the way, that's the same mm. Thing for the other way. If I work for an American client on the Fourth of July, they will. Yeah. Sometimes they just take for granted that you know all the world is on yeah, vacation they that, that yeah. day, and you kind of remind them that ah, I I can work. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so no if way. they sometimes they'll be like already celebrating and say, you know what, take your day. We're going to pay for it, and if it's the case, take it. Uh, or they might have said that okay, fine, just continue to work, and we'll see mm-hmm. you on on Monday. Or since there's no one there to give you uh, uh, you know, uh, feedback or support or whatever, uh, you'll have a mutual agreement that, OK, I'm also going to take my day, even if it's not my holiday, and I'm going to give back those hours either before mm-hmm. or, or after. Um, But yeah, as a freelancer, and sometimes it can come as a surprise, especially for freelancers that do it the the first time. But you know, your not your sick days are not uh, usually not paid for. The holidays are not paid for. The vacation is not paid for. You don't have bonuses. You Mm -hmm. don't have insurance, and this is why freelancers in general are going to charge anywhere between ten and twenty percent more exactly uh, than their normal employee salary to compensate (laughs) for all. Because when you add everything up. it's. I mean, it's, it varies from a company to another, from a country to another, do, I, do they have insurance and whatnot, but in general, 10 to 20% more to what you would charge an employer yep. is what you're going to charge as a freelancer to compensate for all those perks that you're not going to have.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you made the comparison there because I think the Jean Baptist, uh holiday here in Quebec is equivalent to the July 4th it's very religious mm-hmm. um it's like I, mean, I don't I don't mean actually religious I just mean that people are they're quite serious about making sure that they have that day off otherwise there's otherwise there would be quite literally riots in the street so you really <laughs> need to make sure that your your average American gets their July 4th off and your average Quebecois guy and girl gets their freaking uh, their Jean baptiste off otherwise yeah you, you don't want to work when you're hangover that 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 doesn't <laughs> work it's, <laughs> it's, just, those that's things what are not well. very compatible. Yeah, it's true. Um, it is um, It is important to note too that it, all, it really does depend on the employer. I've worked in scenarios like this where the employer is like, you know what? No problem. You just charge us the day. And they're, they're, like they sometimes just do that, but don't expect that. Don't assume it. It just it, I think it's a good idea to to just make sure that you ask about it. And so you know you don't want you don't want to be kind of catching anyone off guard awkwardly and then telling them, oh by the way, I'm not going to be working tomorrow. Don't assume anything. Be yeah. be uh, proactive about that. By the way, David, it looks like you've eaten a lot of carrots today. That's what your video looks like. It looks like you just like, or like you went over to the the same, the same um, tanning salon that Donald Trump used to go to. I don't know what's (laughs) going on, but it's very, it's very bronze. It's too,
2: it's to compensate for all the green that emanates from, from your own (laughs) own screen. Trying to balance.
1: (laughs) He's, He's balancing the palette. Nice. Thanks for that, dude. Um, Okay, good. Let's get. It. I uh, actually, I wanted I wanted to ask a question, and it's it, this one inspired this. So I'm going to drop it really quick. For man. whatever reason, for whatever reason, it's kind of on a on a you know a sort of a uh, a related topic. I get a lot of questions these days from people asking me more about Agora Studio and like how that works specifically. Like you know you, you know some people have been like even people I know even ex students have been tapped and are now on the roster. But what does it mean to be on the roster with Agora Studio? Mm.
2: Oh God! All right. What's <laughs> know, the wh- what's the short, short answer, but... what's the short version <laughs> yeah. of, uh, of that? The reason it it's it, it can be difficult to uh, explain properly is that we are not following a model of oh they are doing it it's successful let's do that we are basically making it up as we are uh, moving forward. Uh, but what is started is a group of freelancers <clears> and it started by ten then twenty then fifty 100, 500. and we actually <laughs> today we. Learn. Today, I think Today or yesterday, we surpassed 2,000. Uh, wow, friends, right? really? Are, oh, that's uh, interesting. In our pool, so in the beginning, we didn't thought that we needed uh, as much as that. But eventually, we we're like, hey, we have 300. It's pl- it's more than enough. All right, cool. We look for 8 animators. Oh shit, we can only find three. So we we figured out that over time, there's at every time there's one or two percent of this entire pool that is uh, available. So the more project <laughs> there is, the more the pool needs to grow to be able that's to right. provide to the to to the demand. Uh, so Basically, when people fill an application, uh, there's a lot of question about, okay. let's say you're an animator. Let's keep it simple. Okay, how about acting? How about facial animation? Action? How about uh, mocap? How about creature animation? What software do you use? uh, Maya, Motion Builder, Blender? Uh, What time zone are you into? What are your salary expectations? How many hours Mm -hmm. a week you can provide? So basically, Mm -hmm. we have a good idea of everyone's profile. And when there's a new project, we're like, okay, well, those 30 people, 30 animators kind of fit. Uh, so I think we think they would be a good fit for the project, and we think that they will it's also a project that they'd like to 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 work on uh, and then we send a availability re- request to say, "Hey, we have this uh, this project that's going to start two weeks from now for three months. Are you interested?" Uh, and basically, we see who's um, available, who's interested, and then we complete our casting with that, and we just created a new team of seven animators for this production for X amount of time. And then we move on with the other productions that are, are coming. So in a nutshell, what happens <laughs> when you're in the pool and how to get in a project, it's, it's roughly how, how it goes.
1: It's like, it just sounds like that's not the first time you've tried to describe this.
2: Uh, And each time is slightly different.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think the important thing to note here is because I've actually had questions and I've tried to answer them when they come my way. But I think that the thing that the the, the important thing to distinguish here is that you are essentially a freelance. You're a self-employed person that just happens to be on a roster kind of think of think of agora in a in a, case, in a way like an agency that can sort of help connect you to a job in a, in a way there's a lot a lot more going on than that because there's all this infrastructure and there's like supervisors and it's like a real machine but it's like a crowdsourced machine in many ways and so you don't you're not suddenly just going to be working like you know you're not coming in there and getting a salary job you're just getting it's it, it, i i've actually compared it to like uber drivers in a way because mm-hmm. it's kind of like that right it's like they're available and if they're out driving and they're in the neighborhood next to a call in other words they're a suitable match they get the call, and I think the tricky thing is the patent-pended, a uh, patent-pending magic to what Agora does is that casting process. It's like they perfected it over the years. It's a database, but it's also like full of like like broken down with skill level, and like there's a there's a comprehensive sort of process to be able to make sure they make good matches. And of course, one of the tricky parts is if there are new people in the in in the mix. That sometimes they'll you know they they'll, they they make sure that there's a bit of room on a bigger job to try out some new people because then otherwise they don't have any kind of data on you. And so like, you know, chances are you're going to get a shot. And then when you get that shot, you kind of want to, you want to, you want to do your best so that you uh, end up getting more shots in the future.
2: And there's the, the each profile is different. I mean, some sure. are they're looking they're looking for for uh, for work, mm-hmm. they, they don't have work currently. Others are full time freelancers, so they're jumping, they're going to work for a studio, a studio for Agora, go back to the studio, and we're just one among many many clients that mm-hmm. they have. There's others that are already uh, uh, employed full time, but they have an agreement with their employer that they can provide 10 15 hours yep. on the side, so sometime they can contribute to, to some project. There's others that are like, you know what, I don't want to freelance now i'm good but maybe eventually one day so keep on sending me opportunities and maybe one day it's going to so from the person that is eagerly waiting to the person that's like please don't contact me now but maybe in the future (laughs) yeah Uh, and with every everything in between
1: yeah. Yeah. It's a mixed bag. And um, and at the end of the day, you just end up, what what's nice about it, it was this cross-section of all these different uh, sort of uh, profiles. Um, you can, you know, have quite, and the bigger the library gets, the bigger the roster gets, the easier it is to, to make sure you put, put a team together of the right people, right? So
2: Yeah. And it just happened naturally because in the beginning when we started, I mean, there, it was a side, uh, a side thing for all of us. We had no studio, we had no employee, right. we had no interest. So it's just like, well, what's the solution? We have friends that can do a couple hours on the uh, yeah. on the side. And that's what they did. And this is how we said, OK, well, we have no choice. Let's start with a pool of freelancer to allow us to take project. And that just grew out of this necessity more than yeah. Uh, anything.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm not going to yep, answer yep. ask this question today because it's related, and I don't want to steal all the time. but next next time we have a Q and a, we'll ask the question <laughs> and we could discuss. what's the what's the relationship between Angora community and Angora Studio? because people ask me that question all the time, too. But stay tuned. We'll get to that one eventually. I got another question. actually, let's ask I'll do a, a live question here because I like to make sure I don't uh, neglect that. Um, this one's from our very own Miss Plant question. This one is, um, it's notable that is from her upstairs neighbor, not a friend, not, not, not her sister or brother or mother. It is definitely her upstairs neighbor that wants to know this question or the answer to this question. How do you make the, that leap, uh, from, I can move things well to, I can move things well and craft a a convincing performance. How do you develop your sense of storytelling? Um, asking for my upstairs neighbor, (laughs)
2: uh um yes that's a i mean for me for me this awakening really happened when i got to dreamworks because before that i was making things move very well (laughs) uh to the point of having you know employers paying me to to do so and then i got to dreamworks Mm -hmm. and in dailies my shots were approved but no one cared i mean no one was <laughs> laughing no one was crying no, no reaction mm-hmm. just like a a polite applause of yeah congratulations you got your shot approved let's move that's on right. And that's right when i was like oh yeah entertainment <laughs> that's mm. uh so yeah i would say a lot of you know it often comes down to the, the the reference that i will find shoot myself shoot my films with friend find those happy accident we, we we have this little happy accident that inspire another idea and we just act it out sometime it's a little piece of acting that you find online that you incorporate into your own uh so it, it comes down to yeah performance acting do you do it yourself do you shoot reference with uh, friends but that's usually where you go from you understand anatomy you understand locomotion and you make things move well to oh an interesting piece of performance that's coming that's coming from acting and reference
1: there are two different skill sets you know they're related and you need to work with them in harmony to be able to execute on a shot that's convincing because you you know even if you got good storytelling and good gags but your body mechanics are all, all over the mess all over the place it's you're going to lose the audience because they're going to get distracted by the bad animation um and they're going to not you know not even be paying attention to the joke so i think that you know for me it's it you got to think outside the box like how would anybody else learn how to be entertaining and funny there's so many ways of doing this. I always encourage people to read about acting. You know, They'll pick up the Ed Hooks book, um, which is um, you know acting for animators. Great place to start if you've got no training or any knowledge base on performances, because that's a good place to start. That's what an actor needs to do. So why why not learn the same sort of ropes that they do? Um, improv classes a, a really good place to also cut your teeth on coming with funny ideas. Um, Really watch a lot of movies and don't just watch them. Break them down. Like if you, you know, if you if you're interested in comedy, if it's something that you're really interested in, comedy is not hard, not easy at all. Go and watch a documentary and all, any any talented comedy comedian. They're going to tell you the hell they went through to get to where they are because it is not easy. Funny is one of the hardest things to ever be. Making someone cry is actually you know, when you got a good musical score backing you up and you have like good, good cinematographer, you could probably do the job um, and as long as you can t- teach yourself how to cry properly and not look really terrible while doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but funny, man. Because like nothing sucks more than like a joke that just falls completely flat. And so, you know, it's it, it. so it's first of all, recognize the challenge and understand that it's not easy. Some people just might be natural at it and they're annoying. I agree. However, you can learn this. You can. You just have to take an academic approach and start figuring out how other people have learned before you. You might even get to the point where you're still... You've tried for years and you just can't just you just might not have a personality for it. And that's okay because there's lots of other things you could be doing with your animation skills. You could work on more action-oriented stuff, join like get into a game production, like where it's all about movement and like doing cool actions. You know, it, it sucks if that's what you really, really want to do with these performances. Um, but sometimes after years and years of doing it, assuming that you've actually done the work, a lot of people think they are. And then I'm like, have you taken acting classes? Have you gone to an improv class? And they're like, nope, nope, nope. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. why are you asking me this dumb question then? Go do those things. And then if that still fails, then okay, we'll have a conversation at that point. But you want it, you got to take it. You got (laughs) to.
2: Words of wisdom. That's right. Oh,
1: man. (laughs) not so wise that i can't un i can't untangle myself from my chair my <laughs>
2: yeah don't don't <laughs> do physical stuff <laughs> no no no
1: okay so let's uh, uh we have a quick an- one from uh adrian oh, yeah? b that is oh,
2: <laughs> i felt Scanning. interesting
1: this one here hopefully yes. yes okay <laughs> how many cg animators do you think there are in the world my guess
2: would be there's there's a lot and it's growing fast. I'm going to take a very random guess. It might be a little bit high. It may be too high. I would say anywhere between 100 and 150,000 anime professional animators in the world. What would be your guess, Brent?
1: I didn't mute myself because I was hiding and masking the the fact that I'm typing in Google. That's totally not what's happening right now. Um,
2: oh, you're not going to find this in three seconds in Google, are you? The number of professional animators. Now you've you've muted yourself again. <laughs>
1: Damn it! Um, <laughs> um, actually, Google does know everything apparently because they have an what? answer. Um, Twelve million. Eight hundred and seventy-three thousand nine hundred and sixteen animators are employed worldwide. Only thirty per, to sorry, only thirty-two percent of them have a college degree or similar in animation. This is coming from Quora.com.
2: Wait, twelve million.
1: Twelve million. What? Who says it's competitive, guys? Stop whining. I I I I don't, I don't trust his number. Oh, yeah. not even close. I, well, I, I would <laughs> say I would say I would say the 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 important qualifier is the additional addendum that Adrian B added to the question, which is this magical word right here: the professional <laughs> yeah. animators. Somehow it's like yeah, and I'm um I'm an Egyptian pyramid. That's what I am right now. Um, because I say I am. I don't know why I decided I'm an Egyptian pyramid. I just seemed like the most appropriate thing for some weird random uh. reason. <laughs> the way my brain works, if you could see just for a second what's going on in here, you'd be terrified.
2: No, there's way, way too much going on in there at <laughs> once. It just mind. sounds like a lot of yelling. <laughs> 12, Twelve thoughts all trying to scream oh, yeah. at the same time. You that, don't want that to that. That
1: does hear sound this. like I think you're right.
2: Uh, what about uh, Taha underscore C T W? I mm.
1: just
2: had one as well.
1: Let's see. Recently, scanning, scanning. There it is. Why? Is it important to sketch when I can just work the reference while in Maya?
2: Hmm Is it important to, to, yeah, to sketch? Yeah, that was my reaction too. <laughs> I'm like this is Maybe you my value system to, to, to sketch. Mm. Uh, there I mean Definitely, if you're working on a style that is stylized and cartoony and all that <laughs> you don't want just to ideally, you're going to be inspired from your reference. Then if you have good drawing skills, you can redraw uh, uh, poses with the uh, you know the, um, um, uh, with the a, a dimension of your uh, character to kind of exaggerate those, and then you use this as a base for your uh, blocking. Um, but sketching sometimes, but you know, some some characters or creatures or you know, hmm. uh, might, it might make no sense to, I mean, you are a little animated lamp. Maybe you don't want to uh, uh, act it out. I mean, maybe you don't need to and you're just going to, to sketch. I would say sketch is one of the 10 tools you have in your toolkit to yeah. kind of prepare and craft a, uh, a performance. So do you need to use it? No. Is it useful to use it at that time? Yes, it depends what you're going for.
1: I think it depends on who you are too. Some people just think like this. Some people like to physicalize it in front of a camera. Some people hate that because they don't feel like they're comfortable in front of a camera. So they think they do their thinking on paper Um, Mm -hmm. and other people like there's so many different some people I've even seen people do it with GI Joes and like figurines where they kind of like just act it out like they almost just need a way of visualizing it in some way. Um, But I yeah, I think it really just it's a very personal thing. And I mean, I would say this, though, I think the reason why some people swear by it is because it forces you. The same way that, like you know, people say that it's it's when you when you're reading or when you're listening to someone like give give a lecture, it's it's a good idea to take notes. It's not that you even have to go back and read those notes, although sometimes it's important, especially if you're in class and you're going to be quizzed on the stuff. But it's sometimes it's just the mechanical nature of acting on the knowledge it, it has a better chance to retain itself in your mind so I feel like something about the the the, the mechanical process of sketching out an idea it allows you to, it just activates parts of your brain that would otherwise just sit there being dormant. I think that's probably part of it. Um, we're going to have somebody on soon who's actually a, a college instructor of mine who's very dear to my heart. His name name's Werner Zimmerman. We have him on uh, the slate somewhere coming up in the next couple months. Um, he uh, taught life drawing at um, at uh, Sheridan College. And one thing that I always thought was awesome that he used to talk about a lot, We he forced us to draw the hell. And we're in animation, right? And we did a lot of life drawing. It was really big back then in 2D because they knew that... You know, we weren't doing it with a computer, so they needed to train us to be draftsmen. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do anything. Um, It would be like being completely computer illiterate and then expecting someone to be able to animate on a computer. It would be the same thing. He used to force us to draw the hell out of skeletons. Um, And some people had like, they're like, I don't get it. Like, why? His point was that he was that studying skeletons forces you to understand the structure of the human form, what's underneath it. And so when you're because when you're drawing someone, you want to be not just drawing what you see, but drawing what's truly there. And how can you know what's truly there? It's like it gives you x-ray vision, basically. So I think that sketching also does that. It allows you to kind of connect a bit more and it makes it more visceral for you and maybe activates some people's minds uh, the way they need to be activated to really truly be great at blocking out a scene, for instance.
2: Yeah, and it just looks cool for all the others around that are not able to sketch well.
1: Well, looks cool, and also just makes everyone um, you know furious because they they hate the fact that they suck at drawing, and then this one (laughs) asshole is really good at it, and is like show off. Yeah. Um, we had another one, a couple rolling in right. We actually have three or four ones. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. Yeah, that's no point in digging into the backlog because, uh, well, you know, let's, let's, let's do it. Um, we have one here from Nelson KG 93 I think this is the first time you've asked a question. Um, if, if it isn't, then I apologize. Um, but you have a pretty um, standout name here. I would probably remember it. Do TV animators mainly use preset poses and focus on the in-betweens or are presets mainly for mouth shapes? Well, that's a, that's hmm. a really good question.
2: That's a good question. And it changed from one production to the other. Yeah, uh, it really does
1: and it's my information might be outdated because i did a lot of tv work back in the 2d days i did work in 3d uh, television productions don't get me wrong but it's been a long time um
2: so let's just say that a pose library whether it's a pose library of poses of end poses (laughs) or facial expression or phonemes, uh it's always a good practice to have whether you're on an animated feature or tv it, it it doesn't matter. It's not because you need to go fast that it's better to have it. Ideally, you have it no matter what. Uh, one of the one of the usually production that don't have it um, is often because they didn't have time or they did yeah. not took the time to do it yeah, in pre-production or, or they don't know what doing. <laughs> because there's not enough uh, uh, yeah. budget because it's too ambitious because the rigs arrived too late because there's been a change of design whatever the reason they just didn't have the <laughs> time or they did not took the time uh, and that's the same for tv or feature uh, so i mean would it be even more important in tv when you need to go fast yeah of course uh, but do you have more pre-production time because you're in TV? No, you don't. You have, you know, either the same budget or much less to produce a lot more of uh, content. So it's not because you work on TV series that you had the time in pre-production to build all of those libraries. Uh, ideally, this is something that would be built during the production. So let's say on the first two episodes, you have a system that each animator is going to be, OK, I did this mouse shape. I did this facial expression. And then you have maybe supervisors that are going to be more in charge to filter and double check what goes in the library that everyone is going to use uh, afterwards. Um, but yeah, when you're working on, on TV, and let's say you have 30 seconds a, a week to animate, usually, yes, you focus on key poses. You do a good job at making stuff move well under <laughs> between those poses, and that's it. You need to to, to move on. Um, so yeah, it was a, a long answer to to this one, but it's important for any production, not just TV.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's it, at the end of the day, we have to always remember that this is an art forum, but it's also a business. And it's that sort of that that junction between art and commerce, that's always a little bit tricky to deal with. And so productions need to be very clever at making sure that they don't make the lives of the their, their artists miserable, if you know, that's at least hopefully part of the plan. Um, and making sure that they're not cutting corners that are going to show up in a negative way in the final production. So by pre-preparing a library this is key like this is the way it was even back in 2d right like there was there was economy was always a main thing this is what gave birth to a lot of even even forms of animation like upa um like pink panther like stuff for uh, the flintstones they had a very sort of certain style where they would like like it's all about reusing as much as possible. They would even have many, many frames where the body just stayed static and it was just a held cell and they were moving only just the body parts. This was something that started as an economic sort of sort of uh, you know, a maneuver to kind of make uh, build efficiency and in, in economies into the process so that they could mass produce these shows um, and make them quick as well because it was a television series. So there people were expecting to see these like every week. Also it was for, um, it, it, well, it started as that, but then it just became almost a style in itself, which is I think kind of interesting. And like, you know, for instance, um, people would be doing like, um, They would build like a library of drawn mouth shapes. And there was a reason, like you used to look at the Flintstones and the angle of their head is always the same whenever they're talking. So they could just reuse those same mouth shapes over and over and over again. It also produces something that a lot of feature films have a hard time doing without having enough time. Um, It's about consistency, right? That's another thing. So if you're ripping through these things, you got a bunch of people that might be new, how are they all going to draw and animate the same way? So it's really just, it's all, coming from the same mentality and just they, we've come up with more um, way, more interesting ways of being able to reuse because this stuff is captured digitally that we can sort of repurpose in even more creative ways more so than just a, a 2D drawing Scott um, stole some of the thunder and he totally um, wrote a perfect answer to this which is all about a really good well produced a or well organized TV series um, will absolutely have a well stocked library of assets walk cycles run cycles and a lot of the time you'll see a lot of these same kinds of shots and the storyboard artist start to learn those shots too so that they plan the the shows out accordingly knowing that they can rely and leverage um rely on and leverage the sort of library that they know they have at their disposal if you're not seeing these things on your production it's probably because one of the reasons that david already stated one of them might be because they might be new at television productions which in case you might want to um jump off the ship before (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) because it's uh not gonna go super well (laughs) um Uh, hmm, we got we even got more questions you guys are doing good today i'm so impressed by the chat just killing us with the questions um ender perez has a question um it's a little long let me see i'll write i'll read it like i usually do and then i'll bring it back hi david and brent what is your recommendation to prepare hi Um, Ender, by the way, Uh, what is your what is your recommendation to prepare for an animation test after a recruiter contacted you and when you have a full time job that has nothing to do with animation? Shall I request like some days off to focus on the test? What do you think? Okay, so you're obviously working currently as not an animator, but you'd like to be one. I guess I'm assuming that's the
2: case. Or he's asking for a
1: friend. No, he could be asking for a friend. I should not be assuming (laughs) anything. You're right. How dare I? Um yeah yeah meanwhile meanwhile it's like uh you know some, <laughs> some nameless person in chat is like "ender i'm your boss you're fired." Um
2: <laughs> that's uh that's good. I mean th- there's obviously not a one answer to to this one. No. Uh you know how how desperately do you want to become a professional yeah. animator? Uh yeah. how how do you enjoy your current w- uh, job? How important is this job? What is your relationship with the uh, 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 um, with your your boss, um, <coughs> I mean, I I I think there's two main there's three three scenarios here. Uh, the most likely, what most people will do, if your family situation can afford it, uh, you're going to work on the tests on evening and weekends. That's what's going to happen. So you're not going to take time off from your job, but as soon as you're coming back, no TV, no video game, no beers with your friend, no nothing. You go on the computer and you animate until midnight or whatever, and then that's your plan for for the weekend. Uh, th- that's I would say what most people very motivated to to get this job with uh, do. Uh, if you have a work that allow you to take time off and you have a good and it's a good time and it makes it for for everyone sure uh, that will give you maybe more time and more energy to to uh, to do the uh, the test um, and yeah i think that's really the two, the two scenario so are you going to ask for time off or no really depends on your current uh, work if not it's going yeah. to be evening and weekend yeah. and that's your plan for the next week that's <laughs> that's what it is
1: <laughs> yeah it's a very personal question like it's it really comes down to so many variables that we don't have eyeballs on really i think that you just have to follow your heart if it's something you really want find a way um yeah. and it, it, if it means you need to do it on the evenings and weekends, that's what you do. But if you know like you have a family, that that would be difficult, and you have the the we have the time that you can take off. But you shouldn't feel guilty. That's for sure. Because I mean, if what you want to do is be an animator and you have a job doing something other than that, there's there should be no no guilt on, on, on doing that. Cause I mean, life is too short to be doing something that you don't want to be doing. So I, I would absolutely mm-hmm. encourage you if it's in you, in your, I've, I've worked with so many people in, it, I don't know what it is about animation, but there's so many people in animation that it's their second or third career. It's unbelievable. I see these people all the time in all the jobs, and I, I honestly think it just has something to do with when they were younger and they were, they wanted to, they, they were you know they they were always curious about either games or movies or something. It was like it was a passion of theirs, but they never gave it a serious thought that they could maybe make a living off of it, and they just ended up doing something they were good at, something else they were good at, like whether it was science or math. They just got a job, and um, and um, they just figured it out but then as they got older they started realizing realizing man like like i really think i made a mistake and then you know awesome awesome for them they decided to make the very scary move to leave a well paying job to do what they wanted to do um, because they wanted to be happy so if you're in that category then like look we're going to welcome you with open arms like this industry is a fun one absolutely and um you should at least give it a give it a chance if it's in your heart right so ender I don't know maybe like yeah like make it happen if that's what you want to do Um, we have a question here that I'm going to bring up David says he's experiencing some crappy internet but um, if he disappears it's not because he doesn't like us Yeah, I might
2: disappear let's see
1: It's what We'll just roll the dice. I got a question here that I'm, I, I, I personally, this is a really difficult one to answer because this is not a, this is like, it kind of needs a demonstration. Um, I, um, David and I were brainstorming actually uh, right before this on some, some, cause as, as we promised, we want to mix it up. We want to do Q and a um, one, one week and then alternate it with other kind of different content. So it's not always the same thing. And we were just brainstorming some ideas. David's logging off and coming back. I'll see you, see you when you return, David. Um, so the um, I I'd like to think that what, what one of the things on my list, the things I wanted to do, is I wanted to start doing some demonstrations. Um, David and I want to have like a mix of like you know there's an entertainment track, the uh, sort of like there's a um, there's an educational track um we even want to bring back um possibly doing the um you know free reviews like i used to do on sunday where you'd have to sign up or maybe you have to win a chance to get your stuff reviewed um and sometimes it'll be david sometimes it'll be me sometimes we would bring in like kind of like a guest um um for um for the for the evening that could be doing some reviews but basically i think that this i'm gonna i'm gonna earmark this hey, welcome back david
2: all right Much better.
1: Um, I'm you. You you actually seem fine on this side. I don't know. It's weird that it was all frozen on your side, but yeah, I was able to see you and everything.
2: Hmm. Weird. <laughs> I, I have no idea what you answered the previous question. So. I
1: promised all kinds of things. You were gonna do like you were gonna do a demonstration right now. So um, awesome. And so go.
2: so I have to go through the reference. Is that it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do the whole, we want the whole thing. I actually explained that we were brainstorming um, before this. And this is actually one of the things that I, uh, it's funny that this came up because it's on my other, my, my list. I was going to, you know, as we, as we move through more, more ideas, I think a demonstrations nights could be fun too. I was explaining mm-hmm. how we want to have like ed- an educational kind yeah. of a component. There's going to be like an entertainment thing. Sometimes we'll just do fun trivia nights or something like that. Um, Another idea I was thinking about recently was um, we could even have like you and I should play a video game and compete against one another and see just you know (laughs) what happens. That 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 would be fun. How often do you get to play games? It'll be good. Oh, never. You'll probably beat me anyways. Whenever I tell you guys the story of the day we all went.
2: It it, it, it depends what kind of games, but okay. uh, Here we go. uh,
1: This is where David's going to pretend to be modest. So we went, (laughs) we went, we went. went, I think I can't remember if I told you this, this this story online before, but if I have, then I apologize. But if you haven't, this is a good one. When I was working at IDOS, David thought it'd be really cool to like, as a team bonding experience, to go to a park and play frisbee golf. And so yeah, we all went. Frisbee golf seems fun. It's something we do every once in a while. And I mean, David, as far as I know, isn't some sort of league frisbee golf champion. He's probably <laughs> only played like 10 times in his life. He friggin' destroyed everybody. This guy, it's like he couldn't miss the friggin' stupid chain thing that you put it in. And it, we're just like, who, who is this guy? So yeah, I even though David uh, doesn't play games, he'll probably still mop the floor with me and I'll be like sulking in a corner by the end of the night. So it should be fun no matter what.
2: Please yeah, do come I, by and watch that. I, I retired after that game. I was like, all right, yeah, that's, that's it. it. It's I've never going to be better.
1: It's just, like, <laughs> just, just hang up the jersey. <laughs> the jersey I don't even have because there's no point.
2: Uh, oh, sh- shout out to Jocelyn Houdon who was uh, organizing those. That was yeah, incredible.
1: that was him. I remember now. Yeah, yeah. great but, guy. Yeah,
2: it, it was my second and last Frisbee golf <laughs> game ever. <laughs>
1: I love it. Amazing. Um, So, yeah. So back on this question, just to wrap it up, uh, stay tuned because I would like this to be, because this is one of my favorite topics extracting from reference. It's one thing I talk a lot about. um, And so I would love the chance to do a proper demonstration. So we will advertise it when we do this. Uh, This is something I've been wanting to do for a while. So stay tuned. Um, What else we got?
2: All right. Mm -hmm. Let's try to go through them all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to skip past the Taha CTW just, just temporarily, just because I think I brought a couple of yours up already. I'm going to see if I can find anybody else. That and has. Ver- yeah, Veronica,
2: yes, physical activity. It, it, it's a thing that animators what? do. What? Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> what does that mean, physical activity? What? Like, you mean gym, like back in school? I don't know. I'm
2: just kidding. Like moving
1: Oh, <laughs> just in general, moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need, yeah. No, sure. I
2: mean, yeah, I mean, I sometimes... you can you can pay and do it with machines, or you can do it home, or you could have like a little shiny ball that you're going to <laughs> run after shiny with friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's
2: many ways to 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 do it, but it's uh it's good.
1: Okay, there's three more, so I'm just gonna go through them. And I'm gonna start with Tahaj. I'm not gonna skip over you, mm-hmm. um, because everyone's had a chance anyways. So, question: Is it? So bad to have only the online animation school degree after high school and no college degree, asking for me.
2: Ooh, I, I, I like the, the level. Usually, it's asking for a friend, so that's yeah. pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, is it bad? No, it's not bad. Um, it's funny because we we often uh, that's often a topic of discussion. You know. College, Mm -hmm. university versus online school. And and I'm sure that we, I think even in the backlog, we have some question about uh, uh, (laughs) this. Uh, If you're purely looking, what, what a... A degree will help you is to have a working visa in an other country because mm. government likes to have a proof that you are competent, or basically that mm. the studio is not able to find anyone else in their own border. So mm. they need to peer a visa to get someone from abroad. And usually the proof for it is not a showreel, it's a little paper on a mm. accredited school will say yes, yeah. he passed. And so a degree is really good for that. That's it. That that the that, that that's the that's only thing to it. get. To get a job in our industry, Mm -hmm. it's going to be all about your showreel, about your experience, about your connections, about your reputation, but none of it will be. I mean, if you go to the Goblin School, uh, yes, you have good chances to be picked up Mm. because of the connection and the quality of your showreel because you went to this school, but the paper that they give you at the end is is, is not worth uh, much. So I would say why do you want to go to college or university is for the connection, meeting people, partying, enjoying life before going to to, to, that social. Yeah, networking, that's what the social aspect of uh, life that is uh, enjoyable um, and that can serve in your career. But just to get a a job uh, or to not have a degree or a paper, it doesn't change anything other than having a working visa to go work abroad. That's it.
1: No. And I would say I would add to that and say that um, colleges um, are really, really nothing. That piece of paper from a college, uh, well, okay, if you're American, a college is the same thing as our university. So let me just be clear: um, we have colleges that are like your community colleges, and we have universities that are like your, like you know, co- colleges or Ivy League schools. Basically, um, they're um, the, the, the our colleges, otherwise known as community colleges are really, they're not going to give you that extra boost, like David's talking about, like an extra credit for maybe a lawyer to have a uh, uh, you know an argument to make to the immigration to be able to get you on over there. It's really the universities only, typically. And another thing to, to point out, that that was only really useful at the very, very beginning, and still no guarantee. Um, and what I mean by that is, after you have a certain number of years, I think it's like after five years of experience, you become uh, a journeyman, I think is what they call it. it. It's essentially saying it's the equivalent of having a, ba- a, a bachelor's degree. Um, and then obviously years of experience after that, they just keep stacking. And so at that point you're, it it doesn't matter. It's only if you were trying to work in a different country right out of school, which often doesn't happen anyways. Um, just because people aren't going to spend thousands of dollars for a lawyer to fight for you to come over the, like how, like, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's not usually, unless you're like a super hot shot, but if that's the case, if you're really that good, that piece of paper is not going to make the difference. I can guarantee you right now. They're going to, they're, they have ways to, to find a way to get you over there by paying the lawyer probably more money or whatever they do. Mm-hmm. But like, like David said, if you're going to like and you know, it's like, it's really more about your, you know, you're probably coming out of school with an amazing show reel and they just want you and they're going to figure out a way to get you. So I wouldn't focus your energy on that. That's for sure. Um, scanning there's, there's three. Where'd the other one go? Oh, there it is. Wait, I missed one. Oh, okay. Maybe there, maybe there's only the one. Okay. That's fine. One more. Okay. I thought there was two more, but that's fine. We'll do this one here. It's uh, from Adrian B. Um, I'm an animator who just got my very first animation job. Nice, nice one. When, when did you get it would be my big question. And where I see a lot of people talking taking online animation classes even after getting their first job? Do you think it's possible to have a work-life balance in my position, asking for a gnome? Um, <laughs> uh, I,
2: I can share that because uh, I, I was and still uh, are part of uh, I iAnimate management team. Uh, <laughs> I would say that probably half of our students were professional animators. Uh, I don't know if it represents, and uh, it, it was you know it's been for 10 years now so i'm sure that the trend uh moved over time but taking online classes is indeed something that you will continue to do uh, over time is a great way to improve your skill uh i mean often when you start your career like okay i have my first job i made it but it's literally the beginning of this journey of becoming better and better and better and hopefully uh, as soon as you come better at something you're not satisfied enough and you try to so you want to remain to keep an healthy balance to not being obsessed to become better at uh, uh, at all cost uh but yes that's definitely something that people are doing more uh, uh, more and more that that's for sure um you think it's possible to have a work-life balance uh, in my position? So I'm assuming your position is you're already working and should I take online classes uh, uh, on top of it? Uh, Yeah, again, uh, do you, you know, First question, do you have small kids uh, at home that are waiting for you when when you come back? If it's the case, maybe it's going to be difficult to work full-time and doing online class. Uh, So so there might be a timing uh, in life that is better than than others. Um, Usually those that are taking online classes, it's often for a specific. Like, I'm a good, well-rounded animator, but I'd like to go to Pixar, or Disney, or whatever. So I'm going to take a class to perfect my um, you know, performance animation. Oh, I'd like to go in VFX. I'm going to take a creature animation class. I'd like to do cinematic. I'm going to take a class for motion capture. Uh, I'd like to do a little bit of rigging. I'm going. So usually, it's not just, oh, I'm going to improve in every direction. There's a, re- there's a goal. and this online workshop is going to get you closer to, uh, to this goal. So this is something that you should definitely consider if it's possible if you're in big overtime mm-hmm. it, just wait for the right moment. sometime in yeah. between project is a perfect timing to, to do it. Uh, sometime it's a li- if it's a little uh, you know quiet uh, at work. Um, but yes, just do it, but just find the right timing and the right reason to, to, to do it.
1: Yeah. I, um, I think that he, I can't, I don't think I can top that. I I think it's uh, just really good advice. It's, it comes down to you um, and what your aspirations are. But I mean, one thing I would say is getting into an industry like this, you need to accept for the, if you really want to climb the ranks and really go for gold and get to the point where you're going to be getting like working on the kind of shots that you want, when you want at the place that you want to be at, if you have big high aspirations you're going to have to work for it and it's not the kind of thing where you just you go to school and then you know you you know everything you need to know and then just do the job you will do most people they will often tell tell tales of how the first day on the job it's like David like he said he thought he had it all figured out for the most part he knew how to move things around but then it's like his real journey began at at DreamWorks when Mm -hmm. he was surrounded by the elite right he was like a big you know big fish in a small pond and then he jumped into this huge ocean with like all these other even bigger fish and he's like holy shite like i need to like it's there's so much more and i mean that that's the great thing about getting the job is that you're going to do um some real learning and it, it's going back to the point about colleges as well and he, this this it doesn't have to be a brick and mortar school like the, a lot of, these online schools have amazing communities i i if you are going to one of them you should really i highly recommend you try to engage with those communities because you're going to be doing a lot of great networking with those people. Just ask Veronica. I mean, she has all kinds of great things to say about her time in the friends she's made and the connection she's made um, over at Animation Mentor. Like all these online schools have great communities um and they push each other too and they learn from each other. I remember when I went to Sheridan, I felt like, you know, the, the the college professors we had, they were great, um but I really feel like I I felt like I learned more from the people around me because we were like the ones staying late working on the stuff together, looking what the other person did and learning off of them and it's uh it's you know so like I think if you're not ready to be learning forever basically, then this industry might not really be for you because there's always going to be something to learn, especially if you have aspirations of, you know, really taken it far so whatever it takes everyone's got a different way of doing it
2: yep
1: um i think we are two minutes shy of our oh we got one last question we can ring it in with the with the, to oh, finish off That's perfect
2: the, this one is for you
1: oh is it oh what does it yep. say uh-oh Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Um, (laughs) Hello. I would like to know what an animator needs to know to start working in the video game industry. Thanks. Hello, Gary-san. Thank you for the question. I... um, (laughs) <laughs> i can't i david's laughing because i'm i'm terrible at pronouncing names so if i see one that i feel like i can pronounce i take advantage um so that's a, a great question it's it's um i think the first thing that i would do absolutely is make sure that you understand what the job is as a, of a game animator because a lot of people have misconceptions of what that means do you want to get into cinematics in games is it you know is that really more what it is like you know, some people are like they they like the idea of the performances and these epic cutscenes that you know are made in games but they really like they think that the games are doing more interesting subject matter you, they'd rather do that than work on a touchy-feely you know movie over a Pixar or something like that where uh, the next animator might be like forget that I want to go work on the Pixar movie it really depends but if you want to get into the gameplay stuff that's when it gets a little bit trickier and i, I would I would I would, I would I would uh, push you to do a little bit of homework on what that looks like. And and the, the, the spoiler that I would give you is you should learn a little bit about game design and you should learn probably a little bit about a game engine and start spending some time getting a feel for what it goes into making a game and moving characters around it's all this is super accessible just pick up either unity or unreal and start going through like the animation oriented lessons and you're going to get a pretty good feel for it because if you're like you break out on a rash you're like i don't like all this technical stuff it may not be for you at all Um, so i'd save yourself a lot of hassle and learn early and then maybe make a pivot because a lot of people think, oh, I really like animation. I think it's a cool idea. And I really like games. So it's like a match made in heaven. It might be. But it also might be uh, a curse. You might not like it at all when you start to realize it's more, it's a bit like, almost like pseudo-engineer. Like it's, you got to think mechanically and you got to, you can't just, it's not just about making things look cool while they move around on screen. Yeah.
2: To, to get a good idea about, uh, you know, gameplay animation, uh, we had two guests uh, in our conversation with so Daniel Floyd and Dan Booth, uh, uh, I believe, uh, and you know both of them, Daniel Floyd, as the New Frame Plus um, uh, YouTube channel, and they make a lot of analysis about animation and gameplay animation, going into very into details. And so, so just starting to look at this type of content, uh, it's mm. going to bring your awareness uh, to what what gameplay animation really is about because it's, a, it's almost a different art form than, uh, the, the, than just character animation in, in general. There's this interactive aspect uh, of it uh, that is very, very different.
1: Um, and yeah, I it, I did I did of course miss the softball pitch uh, where we could have just essentially said Veronica uh, did it for us. But we do actually have a learning path on Agora uh, Community that you can go take a look at. It's Skylar Sura. He's a technical animator over at Riot Games, and he's built up for us a uh, a nice introduction to what it's like to be an animator in games. So they're instructional. It's a learning path. It's like a tutorial. You can go through those learning path videos and literally get a feel for it. That would be the perfect place to start alongside what david was talking about on some of these bigger higher level sort of um breakdowns <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's funny it's like um do you, how would i start learning how to animate oh i don't know maybe go uh, i don't know i have no idea i have no idea Or you could actually go and take a look at all this amazing (laughs) video content we have lying around on Agora.community, free to sign up, by the way. Yeah, Yeah, so if you're new here, some of you might not know this. It's like, I forget, right? Some people just find us because they're browsing through Twitch, or they're like, their friend told them to watch. Um, This is, this thing that we do every Tuesday night is um, an outreach to the community where we can interact with you. Um, We have a Discord server as well. Um, There's lots of ways of, Veronica's like breeding my mind. It's weird. Um, We have We have lots of great content. Basically, it all started with us wanting to put a lot of content that was out there already on the internet, but bring all all the animation-related stuff into one place, make it searchable, um, and build a community around it. So please do head over to Agora.community, sign up, it's free, and even better, we offer a service um, uh, that allows you, for for a small fee, to actually um, book one of our, um, our our pros, our one of our experts. We have a bunch of people uh, across the industry, both feature film and games, um, that uh, would be more than happy to review your work because I think that that we think that giving the information, like the actual knowledge, away for free is what what seems right. But um, but what we, we want to do is make sure that we are connecting people um, f- uh, with other people that might have more experience than you, and they can be, give you some very very insightful feedback on your your progress so that you can actually maximize your learning curve, basically that's kind of our pitch
2: yeah and this year we really want to double down on the uh, content creation uh, as well of educational yeah. content that we're just going to, to to provide because we're already having the assets page I don't know how many but we must, must be close to almost 100 uh, uh, character rigs um, uh, that, that we have in there. So, you know, <laughs> provide the uh, education, uh, the, the knowledge for free, provide the assignment, provide the the the, the rig as well. So, we'll kind of democratize a little bit uh, furthermore the uh, education of animation. So, definitely something that we're going to do even more of mm. this year. So, yep. gather all quality content, but create our own uh, as well.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I think like in, in this night, like I said, we'll alternate and every once in a while have educational components where it'd be live, like live tutorials. So that way we're doing stuff, but like you can ask questions in real time rather than, you know, obviously the pre-recorded videos that you'll find on our website. Um, unless you book a review afterwards, um, it's, it's pretty one directional. So it's great for people that are good at independent learning, but even people that are good at independent learning at some point probably need someone to like, you know, to look at their work and tell them whether they're doing things right or wrong, mm-hmm. or maybe there's a more efficient way of doing it. It's just the nature of the beast when it comes to this kind of stuff but um, you know it depends it's all optional uh, but by all means there's a ton of free content on our site that's the that's the majority of what we offer so uh, please do keep coming back and you can catch us on social as well as uh, as uh, uh, Scott was indicating um, in, in chat there we uh, there's always the, we take all these videos like even videos like this if there's little nuggets that we think could be reduced into a nice little bite-sized chunk they get sent out they get edited and sent out on um, on like LinkedIn and on um, um on facebook and on youtube there's all kinds of places we dump it but um yeah and there's a podcast too wow we really do a lot of stuff that's crazy you're that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, make, you make me tired just, no, by no, no. We just
2: uh, as, as, as scott and veronica they're just like throwing yeah, it all there and, it. and you're like hey, yeah jump that's monkey it.
1: come on Red. yeah that's it that's it <laughs> jeez Okay, well, it is 10.05. This is past David's bedtime. He's, uh, he wakes up at, um, he, well, he doesn't even go to bed. I think he goes and closes his eyes for five I, seconds and then gets up.
2: Yeah. So. Sleeping was so 2021. <laughs> I, I'm just keeping it now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was Not a fun true. stream. I think, I think, uh, me, I do. I definitely need to sleep. Otherwise, no, I get cranky.
2: I, I'm pointing at, uh, oh, at all the people sleep. that are left. Sleep is yeah. important.
1: Don't follow David's terrible advice. You've got lots of time for that. When you're jaded and crusty like David, then you're allowed to not sleep, right? <laughs> no? no?
2: I actually go to bed pretty pretty, pretty early. You actually,
1: you actually have really good sleep patterns, where I'm, I, on the other hand,
2: do not. I'm trying to get my six hours of sleep, mm. but... Six? It, is that all you get? I'm, I'm trying, but usually seven I'm closer to... Seven is
1: supposed to be the sweet spot.
2: Seven. Clo- no, not for me. I mean, six, oh, yeah. I'm well-rested. Five, oh, yeah. I would say, is closer to my... Five and a half is maybe my average, but after five oh, hours, wow. I'm, I'm fine. I, really? I, I will physically wake up without an alarm. Wow. Uh, after five. You're five, like five. a
1: friggin' android. He's a silent, uh, everybody. I, don't trust I him. I don't
2: know. I, I, it, it's just what it is.
1: I can uh, operate with five hours of sleep. Don't get me wrong, but like, enough of those days in a row, and then that's when you get... Oh, brun- no, brun- uh, brun- uh, brun-
2: uh, i've seen grumpy brent after five hours of sleep and <laughs> it's, not, I, pretty. Uh, no. it's just not pretty
1: no <laughs> nobody nobody should see that
2: and this is why this stream is not at seven in the morning <laughs> yeah. Yeah. when all the... <laughs> that's right <laughs> uh, I'm for...
1: well yeah and sleep...
2: and maybe just to uh end with uh the, this week we will definitely fill the calendar with all the upcoming uh event yeah or exactly stream. stay tuned so yeah, stay tuned for that.
1: Oh yeah, and if, you're, if you are new, one last little note there. So David says we fill the schedule on our page. You'll go to like, if it's agora.community slash live, you'll actually end up on our live page. You can actually watch this broadcast live right there if you if you wanted to. Um, we, we kind of host a, a Twitch applet there. So you're kind of watching it through Twitch anyways. And if you want to comment from there, you can, but you'll have to log into your Twitch account via our website. Um, it's all cool. It's all, it's, it's, it's definitely a way that a lot of people do it but uh, underneath the live window you will find the schedule um but you can also subscribe to our google calendar where we actually um tend to um um post the um the the the, the uh, streams there as well Um, also fun note you'll see a bunch of our affiliates like friends of Agora basically that are um, also um, often you know you know usual suspects in our streams like the people like Sir Wade and JD Haas all these people their streams are also there so if you're ever browsing around um, you might actually get notified even just being on our site that one of your favorite streamers is uh, going live and uh, you can watch it from the comfort of our very own website Okay. Well, David, it was fun. I think I missed everybody, including you, uh, because uh, this was a very energizing um, stream. It was very fun. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Let's do that again. Let's do it again. I'll see you later. Get your five hours of sleep, you (laughs) maniac. And um, I'll see you on the next one, David. Cheers. All right. Take care, guys. So that was officially uh, our first 2022 uh, Q&A or Tuesday stream. We did have a stream last week um, with um, um, Steve um, uh, (laughs) Schapowski. I almost didn't say it properly. Um, And um, he... um, it, that was a really interesting stream. Uh, we got a lot of feedback on that one because it was he was really digging into like some really awesome backstories is what his journey has been like. What a very interesting character. I would recommend uh, that you go check it out if you missed it. You can always see our past streams on the Twitch site. They're always just sitting there right after the stream with like about minutes afterwards. And Scott um, is usually pretty good at um, um, getting around to post them on our own library on Agora.community as well. Uh, we were really backlogged for a while, but because Scott's awesome, um, we're i think pretty much caught up these days um and uh we have a stream this week with actually uh, an old friend of mine from uh, from toronto um his name's kai union and he is um a very talented artist who actually started out i he comes back he, he's he's ancient like i am I, I i met him on my very first job in toronto at a studio called canuck creations and uh he was a background painter when we used to do it all like literally watercolor on paper if you can believe it for uh, television series and and um video game productions and feature films uh since then he actually went back to learn 3D like I did and he even went to the same school as I did Centennial College in Toronto and ended up over at um um in Montreal he actually he was the one that, that lured me over to Montreal for the first time to work on uh Kyan of the Kyan of the Prophecy which was um uh, where David and I almost met uh, because he was working on a similar production right across the street. Um, and now he's actually working at Ubisoft and he's been there like pretty much forever. He started as an art director, then he moved into animation directing and um, actually then has he's actually moved back then thinking to art direction, I think. Don't quote me on that because I haven't got the most updated information on Kai, but um, definitely he's seen many, many things. Um, he was the animation director on For Honor, um for for those of you that are fans out there which is uh, a very very interesting animation um milestone game because they it was one of the first projects that ubisoft used uh motion matching for if you know what that is then you might want to tune in because he's going to probably talk all about it on our stream this week it's thursday i believe um i'd have to check the actual calendar here really quick to find out exactly the time give me one second I would say I'm going to have this ready and then I never do. Uh, It is at seven, no, eight o'clock Eastern Standard PM. So that's where we will have our little chat with Kai. So hopefully I'll see some of you there. Um, If not, you know where to find it afterwards. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Stay animated and welcome to 2022. Keep it real. Stay safe. Cheers.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. Agora Community is a free resource for artists in the animation, visual effects and gaming industries, providing daily educational material, free rigs and assets. We also have a range of experts you can purchase affordable animation reviews from to help you level up your skills. You can check it all out at agora.community. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn for updates on upcoming conversations and free animation quick tips. So, until next time, stay tuned. Stay animated.